a good friend of ours and a friend of the show, Vincent Williams, writer over at Critic at Extra Large. You should go check out his work. It's very insightful. Sent us a video where Patrick Bet David over at Valuetainment discusses some policies he would implement if he were to hypothetically become president. As a group of friends, we discussed it over a text thread, and we want to share that discussion here with you on the show. Some of his policies we agreed with, some of them we didn't, some we thought we would change a little bit, and some of them we thought we wouldn't change at all. And some of them within our group of friends disagreed on some of the policies. I think it's interesting because in this realm of politics that we're in, and as we continue to move forward in the primary season, you're hearing a lot of the same old rhetoric over and over. So it's nice to get a refreshing take from outside of the box about certain things and certain factors and certain segments of the nation that can be fixed and what sort of outside of the box ideas can be used to fix those issues. So we're going to have that discussion here on the show today, and then we're going to get into an interesting, fun discussion about the death of cinema. And this comes on the wake of the Daily Wire announcing its Bent Key Productions streaming platform for children and it releasing their Snow White and the Evil Queen teaser trailer featuring one of their host stars over at the Daily Wire, Brett Cooper, and how that ties in to what's going on with cinema today. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging With Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes. You are officially Hanging With Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics, current news, and relevant subjects with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip hop, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Like always, if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merchandise. And if you know somebody that would be interested in the things that we talk about here on the show, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. So yesterday, um, Vince reached out to us. He Did he send the video or did he just mention the video? No, he, he sent the link to he, the... He sent yeah. it. He, um, it happened to be like cleaning. And as soon as he sent the link, I was like, oh, I had it on AirPlay. Well, mm-hmm. I was cleaning. I was like, "Damn! All right, this is some good material." Yeah, it's interesting, and it's it's interesting to discuss those things as a group of friends because a yeah. lot of groups of friends, especially male groups of friends, it's mostly discussions, and and, and they we always have these hypothetical discussions. We always have the hypothetical discussion of what would 
the album that's never going to see the light of day, Detox, what would that <laughs> have been? Or the hypothetical yeah. discussion of LeBron versus uh, um, uh, Michael Jordan or the hypothetical discussion of uh, Muhammad Ali or, or some, Mike Tyson. Uh, yeah, Mike Tyson, exactly. So it's nice to have a hypothetical outside discussion about politics and you know the the few people that did engage in that text thread each had something to say about Patrick Bet David's uh hypothetical policies that he would implement if he were to become president yeah and i think um just like you said especially now it's october and like the threads of the text threads of people Talking about wow, I thought the Raiders could would have been better this year. It's become very trite. Like, is that all we can talk about? And so it is refreshing to get, you know, a, a topic where it's like, damn, that's kind of a good idea. That's kind of a. It reminds me of when we were listening. Well, when you had given me the wealth, poverty, and politics book, mm-hmm. uh, to you know, like, hey, this is a good ass book. And then I I got into this whole slew of topics and articles that Thomas Sowell wrote mm-hmm. and then I ended up buying the Thomas Sowell Reader which is all the articles together in one this is what that reminded me of it's like a topic that's like damn this is about a lot of shit this is about welfare this is about taxes this is about schools, um, schools. immigration yeah like there's a lot of issues that th- this conversation could go many different ways you know so I found it refreshing because it, it, it feels like a topic where you actually have your, like your your brain, like the gear, the gears working. Yeah. You're not talking about something that, while although might be fun, doesn't really contribute to anything, right? You know, because these conversations are the type of conversations that you want to have before a presidential candidacy, yeah. because when you start seeing what they're saying, is oh wow, that's a good idea. Exactly. Or, oh, that's a terrible idea. You know, it, get, it gets your, your brain in, in what do you want the leadership to start doing mode. And so that's why I found it interesting, and, and I appreciated that article. And it had all of us talking. You had your points. I had mine. Donnell had his. Uh, Vince had his. Um, and, like, different different ideas because there's certain things that you guys might say, is, oh, I didn't see it that way. Yeah, and then there's like I think I was talking about the I thought it was a good idea the sixty five to seventy uh, idea of the tax benefits. So once you turn sixty five, you could retire. That's fine, but from sixty five to seventy, those five years you'll go tax free. Right, and like I think that was a really good idea because it's like first of all, if you don't have anything going for yourself, like any any other venture outside of your work this could be like kind of a cool project is that wow i'm instantly gaining 33 percent more yeah one year after and so i could start game planning on certain things you know so i i always found it interesting like a lot of people retire and then it's just like the slow decline yeah that's a perfect way of kind of having that uh, keeping that ambition you know and I thought I thought was a good prelude to like if they wanted to phase out Social Security, yeah. what what better way than to get people 
worried about while well, well, all these finances I could get right with these two three years extra maybe Which not I've, even the full I've five years I've talked about that I've talked about that in the past that I think it will save a lot of problems and heartache in the future to ultimately move towards phasing out social security have it, to um by no means am I saying break the commitment to those that are already receiving it but what I am saving is what I am saying is saving the country from the heartache and the hardship of trying to like uphold something that is clearly not solvent and it's it's not it's not efficient whatsoever. No. You know, and if that means, you know, cutting people checks that say like, well, here's basically the money that you put into it. Yeah. Uh you know do do what do with it as you please and i think ultimately the more and more safety nets that are removed the more and more plans and and future orientated goals people put in place yeah you know i i and and i think because i i think about in, in fact the way that you and i operate economically we operate in a way where basically like all of like how how like like retirement will fall on us like i i I don't look at like even though like there are other things in place but i i i often look at like my older age and my retirement as something that is like i'm gonna have to like be building on now yeah you know and a lot of people they don't you know actually it's funny uh pbs has like this really good frontline documentary uh it's called the retirement gamble which basically they they uh explore how many people in the united states don't have any sort of like retirement plan any sort of retirement savings or retirement accounts or anything like that and that's the other thing. It's just like a lot of times people uh, and just to sort of uh, piggyback off of a topic that we've talked about before with like like uh, trad cons and like their whole, you know, being so adamant about, oh, you got to get married. You got to get married. It's there's a lot like, of shit you got to yeah, worry there's about. There's a lot of things that you have yeah. to factor in. And retirement is one of them, yeah. you know, because you're not always going to have the ability and the capacity to make the money that you were able to make now, you know? And and so I do think, and, and that's something that we discussed in, in the text thread, I do think that eventually phasing out Social Security is, is it's gonna be a, a, a very tough pill to swallow and like no politician is gonna be the, wants to be the one that has to like do it, but eventually yeah. it's gonna have to happen. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not, it's just not a system that 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 works. So better to phase it out. But to me, the the issue is um, everyone is looking at it from like the hot potato aspect. Oh fuck! Now I got the problem. Yeah. Now I got to deal with it. So I feel like th- these are these are situations where no politician is taking the approach of like this is a plan. This is what I propose because they don't want to be looked at as a bad guy. Yeah. And to an extent, every politician will do that because 
Uh, let me see. I'm going to be president for four, possibly eight years. This is really not an issue I have to deal with and not one that I want to take a hit for. Right. So I'm not talking about it. <laughs> Let that be someone else's baby. Now, one thing uh, that and we'll kind of go through the list, uh, starting off with uh, Patrick Bet David's hypothetical incentive policy. So basically, he would stop incentivizing tax benefits. He would stop giving tax benefits, ergo incentivizing single moms, which I think that's that's great because single moms really do eat so much of the tax base. You know what I'm saying? From like welfare to yeah. to, to 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 link card public schools, like all type of stuff. And so if the notion of a man in the house a husband, a father raising a family together. It, it, if you can incentivize that, I do think that's better for people. And then also it, it creates a less of a burden on everybody else. Well, yeah, because the state is the father at this yeah, point. Yeah. And it's like, well, <clears throat> you're really giving more power to the state as opposed to making it where, the woman thinks like, maybe I should watch out who I have kids with. Do I want to spend the rest of my life with this man? Um, it's different because because now at this point you're you're building your family, and that's healthy for the children, healthy for you as a woman because you don't have to worry about oh well there's other oh, no like this is the option. So you're gonna I feel that it'll incentivize women to pick guys who are going to. Go out and hustle, yeah. Instead of like any just any random Joe. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It, so, it, it would it would something like that. It wouldn't do it immediately. It wouldn't happen overnight. But it would greatly alter the sexual marketplace. Yeah, because now it's yeah. like, well, I mean, granted, there's still abortion and and birth control and everything like that. But it it would alter how women decide like who they're going to mate with and like in terms of you know like cohabitate and stuff like that yeah so i i think why not incentivize that if that's the route you're going to take with a having kids route well that's just a healthier option one thing i feel like no politician ever thinks about and i don't know i don't understand why i well, i guess i understand why because they just like look at life through a different lens. But I also would create incentives, way more incentives for guys like us, like single, no kids. Because if you notice, if you notice like, and I know, I know a lot of people, they'll say, oh, well, you know, uh, 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 there's a lot of successful people that, that have kids and have families and, and whatnot. But you you tend to see that those the majority of those level of successful people I'm talking like the Elon Musks, the Trumps and and guys like that like you tend to notice that their family doesn't seem to be like the their their main accolade yeah if you will and i would say that there should be more incentives for guys 
that are like, it's like, if you like, for, for instance, like, let's say a guy doesn't have kids, but like he's a business owner and he works and he, you know, he, he does a bunch of stuff and he's like very productive. It's like, that's a person that should be incentivized too. The, t- yeah. the current tax code does not incentivize guys like that. And then also pa- Patrick Bet David didn't really express anything for guys like that. And and that's something that if I were to imp- be able to implement such a policy, I would implement a policy in which guys like that are incentivized yeah. as well. Because Would you have a cap on it or no? Like an age limit? No, not at all. Like it was like if you're if if you're a guy and you're not you, you know I it, I guess it's a philo- philosophical thing because there are some people that says like oh you know the kids are the future this this and that but I think a lot of times guys that are in investing making moves single no kids but they still have a lot of drive direction and ambition man they carry so much of the load for like for 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 society in terms of like the tax base economics and everything like that a bunch of cliff booths (laughs) (laughs) yeah in a way uh, to use a movie reference yeah and so why not incentivize it you know yeah i, I mean i, I could see and, and i'm not saying by incentivizing mm-hmm. them you take away the incentive the the, the incentives from you know what patrick bet david said yeah what i'm saying is let's incentivize the pro the productive and the ones that don't add to the burden and less take away incentives from the unproductive and those that add to the burden. Yeah, I I, I could see that. I could see so like also if you're a single if you're a single guy not married but like you play video games all day, you don't have any any assets. Well, no, you wouldn't you wouldn't get that. No, but, no, no. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you have to be out there be a go getter. Um, I guess for Patrick because especially I think he has a family. Yeah, he it, does. It would be like counter for him. It'd be kind of counter. Productive, yeah, yeah, or counterintuitive in the sense of like, if guys get a hold of them, be like, oh well, shit, I'm I'm good by myself. I don't want to start a family. So I think that if Patrick, but David would like look at that, he'd be like, ah, well. But the the, flip, the flip to that is, you, in a way, by incentivizing that, you would be contributing to the betterment of society because what would what would end up happening is if guys go that route because guys naturally many guys naturally would like to like have a mate and 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 have kids and everything but a lot of guys don't because of the circumstance society family court divorce child yeah. support all all of the things that we've talked about plenty of times but if you incentivize and and you allow a platform for guys like us to catapult themselves, you sort of by default help remedy and fix society because what ends up happening is like all the go-getters, they're now, they now have the incentive to keep going the route that they're going. So what happens to many women? Many women is like, man, if I don't make myself 
to be what a guy would want. Yeah. These guys are just going to keep going and like and and not be interested in me and then the lot that I have to pick from the the lot that I have to select from is going to be the less the less ambitious driven guys. Yeah. You know, so That's true. And then what happens is now those same guys if they were to decide to get married they don't lose any incentive because you still have the incentives of the tax benefits that he talked about by well if you're married and have kids you get incent you get those incentives you get what I'm yeah. saying so it's not like the guy would lose but the guy doesn't have to draw down get married and have kids in order just to have incentives yeah I do feel though men we cherish. Um, What's the word? Like the blueprint a lot more than women. So I could see a man getting older and be like, you know what? Nah, I'm good. What do you mean the blueprint? The blue, like the the order of things. So mm-hmm. it's like I've been doing things this way. So now, if if you're kind of going that route, as you get older, you don't want to bring in somebody that's gonna, because that's the way you look at it. Like, oh, are you gonna come fuck shit up? Like. What is this? Yeah. And so I feel that naturally men would probably be like, nah, I'm kind of better off by myself. Yeah. Because they'll look at it logically. Like, I, I don't really need to have kids. And so maybe a cutoff point based off of what Patrick bet David, because I see what he's trying to do too. He's trying to promote like people to exist in the future to be able to like carry on. And so, there there would have to be at least or some consideration of like some cutoff point. But then at that point, it depends because like once you're on a route, you're on a route. But what you said kind of makes sense because it's like if it makes women be more adamant right. on like, it, well, it, it, what can some I? Some women it could create the motivation to be like, all right, well, I want a guy that's on a route. Yeah, I need to be what a guy that's on a route would want, you know? And so, and, and it's in a way sort of like a survival mechanism is like, well, if eventually I want to get married and have kids and the lot that I have to pick from is the driven or the, the guy that wants to be at home playing video games all day. And I want to, to end up with a guy that's driven. Then I have to be what a guy that's driven would want to be or you could keep being driven if she's a driven woman she could just go her own route as well you know yeah but you tend to find that at least from statistics and data that like there's not that many women that don't want to like mate and find something you you tend to find more men comfortable with that scenario than women are. yes so yeah so if, if that is something she would want because because these benefits i'm not just saying that they are just for for men i think if a w- woman is driven and doesn't have kids and she's doing her thing and and she's more productive and not a burden on on the tax base and on society and is making moves i think she should get those same benefits as well yeah yeah I know, I know. There's many a trad cuck out there that probably don't like hearing me <laughs> right? say that, but, 
But uh, I, I think... Uh, What's to their trad Connery? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we sort of touched on the his next point after the incentive program was the the uh, not retiring at 65 and having... Well, it's also an incentive program, but but it's, it's in, in relation to retirement where if you don't retire at 65, every dollar that you make after the age of 65 is untaxed, right? Yeah. That, that's what he said. It's not taxed. Yeah. So yeah. So the the incentive of you working from sixty five to seventy is you if 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 you're making good money, that's you keep you're yeah, keeping it exactly. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, you can make. So basically, if every year you're at a hundred thousand and you're from sixty five to seventy and it's tax free, you've made half a million. Yeah. In five years. Exactly. Like shit. So. I thought it was good because like nobody wants to work from sixty-five to seventy if you've already trained your mind to think, oh well, sixty-five it is, right? But if you told a sixty-five or a sixty-year-old, hey, you know what? If you work till seventy, five of the extra five or or out of the ten years that you work, if if five of those, it's it's all you. Shit, that's a shit like you think like damn I, I could really do some damage yeah and really set some shit up so i could be real comfortable yeah. after 70 and people and like what he said people they live longer like i remember i don't know if you remember i i feel like we talked about this on a on a podcast with vince or it might have just been an episode with, with you and i but i i uh had a, a hypothetical policy that I would like to implement where out of a person's lifetime, you get, if, if you have like a certain amount of, if you have a certain amount of assets and, and you're, you're productive and like either you have a business or real estate or, or, or whatever the case to have a year yeah, you could pick. So, like, it could be this year. It obviously it can't be. It's not retroactive. Where one year where you could pick, where you declare that you'd be like tax free. Oh yeah, you know. Imagine so it'd be like fuck, Shit. like you know, like you know how much productivity that would unleash because yeah. people be like, I'm gonna declare it next year. I'm gonna like just work a bunch of overtime or yeah. or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm that that'll be the year that I declare that like or. Or maybe do it like you could do it like, like you could do something like that like once, once every every like twenty years or something like that. You know, yeah. something like that where it would really like incentivize a lot of people to sort of like unleash their productivity. Hell yeah, and stuff like that. And then imagine what that could do for like a community if you have like a family, like a wife and a and a husband that are like. Man, next year we're gonna like go crazy and like we're both gonna declare that we're tax free. Like, yeah, they probably pay off their house or like yeah. pay every. You know, like there's a bunch of stuff that there's they, a lot of shit that would change and people would start like thinking like, how can I? You exactly. Know, cause, cause I mean, man, imagine shit. Me being taxed now, like I've in the last two years, have gone crazy trying to pay the house, yeah, or my house, and so. At the cost of saving as much as I'd like. Yeah. But to me, it's like, well, shit, if I, if in my 40s I could kind of just not have a mortgage, yeah. shit, I, I, I've, I've been unleashed. And now if you tell me, um, 
you could go tax free one year, man. So much overtime be doing. Basically, it'll be overtime, overtime, overtime episode, edit episode. So two days maybe. Yeah, or, or like if you have assets, you might be like, I'm gonna sell this. I'm gonna do this. I'm like, because yeah. it's all tax free this year. You know, yeah. it's like it'll make people take a little bit more risks, and it it would it would open people's minds to like not just like the nine to five way of operating. Exactly. You know, which it's hard because once you have that mindset. It's hard to get off of it because, like, you'll listen to somebody like the video you sent me with Tim Pool mm-hmm. talking about like the people who've went to school been told like, "Oh, this is how you do it. This is how you do it," as opposed to like the young eighteen-year-old who, for seven years, has had experience mm-hmm. in editing and doing this and doing that. Yeah, they don't have a degree, but they have experience managing a a, a group of uh, followers or whatever the fuck it is. Who's a better candidate to get a job? Yeah. The kid who... Has experience. Yeah, has experience, who has went, like, solo on it and taken the risk as opposed to a school, someone that's been in school told, Yeah, this is how you do it, this is how you do it. And then when you look at their skill level, it's just not there because they never practiced. And I'll tell you this, we've done comedy skits over so many kids that go to Columbia... We've done our music videos when, when, when we were rapping. We did uh, uh, we did our, our comedy skits without one class ever. Second, one millisecond of a class to do that stuff. So who would they hire? As hey, we need someone to edit some videos, comedy videos, maybe script write. They'd hire us over like a school kid who knows nothing. Yeah, they know the technicality of it, but you learn that going into it. I remember when we first did our first song. Oh yeah, well, here's the bounce. The bounce. It's the bounce. Yeah. What is that? Oh, that's you know like the 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 the, the copy so you can hear it. Yeah. See how you want us to mix it. Okay, cool. The bounce. That's cool. That's a, like you won't know what the bounce is unless you're in the studio recording a song. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. The hook. All right, we're gonna layer the hook. Like all these things that you can never gain from being in a class. Right. You can only gain from getting in front of the thing and fucking doing it and taking. Making a lot of mistakes and having a lot of takes. And then you're like, oh, okay, cool. Maybe in retrospect, we could have done the song this way. Exactly. It would be like, let's say there was an investment firm that had a a branch of real estate that they needed managed. It's like, are are you going to hire people that have experience in real estate? Or are you going to hire that that maybe has never spent a day in the classroom for real estate or hire some kid that graduated... With a business degree, you're gonna hire the person that has that has experience in real estate. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do like his his idea of of reducing um, the money that's allocated to welfare by seven percent. Yes, a year. I thought that I thought that's that that was a pretty good idea. I also think that. Unless somebody is is severely disabled, and I do like his idea of like random drug tests. Like if yes. you're getting welfare, then like then you shouldn't be taking drugs because you know you're on hard times, right? So yeah. you need every motivation you can to get out there and find a job. Yeah. And then also, I do think that the whole notion of welfare is like, well, whatever money you get a month. We could we could break that amount down by the national like minimum wage, uh, uh, like whatever the national minimum wage is, the yeah. the median minimum wage, 
and you have to work that amount of hours for the government, whether yeah. it's like at a shelter or cleaning up the highways or yeah or you know maybe an office that like needs like like cler- uh, clerical work or just stuff yeah. where you have to put in put in hours because you shouldn't be getting this money for free yeah yeah i agree i agree with that because that that puts you in the mode of hustling yeah. and getting, getting and, out and, of and it. i also think that there should be an, uh, that's what i was the point i was going to make like unless like you're uh disabled or something I think that, and severely disabled, like truly disabled, then I think that there should be a time limit on that stuff too. Yeah, but I've seen some severely disabled people work, wake up, and go to work, and yeah. go work a nine to five. Yeah, yeah, you're right. As limited as they are, I'm like, damn, you are the reason why I don't feel bad for a lot of people. Yeah, because I've seen like people. You're absolutely with right. Very bad arthritis, can barely move on a wheelchair, you're get right. picked up. By the like the the van, and get taken to work. Yeah, and it's like you make it very hard for the people who have all limbs and and are just sitting at home playing Call of Duty. Yeah, like uh, you you make it very hard for for me to feel bad for them because you're literally waking up every morning. Yeah, and so that's like you said, the severely handicapped. Yeah, the, the, you, there, there's an exception there. Obviously, it's hard. It's hard to live. It's hard to move around, and so you have to understand that. But otherwise, yeah. And I like the, that it's reducing it by 7% every year, just like the 65 to 70 thing. These are common sense ideas because it's not like a let's change it overnight. Right. And then also it would it – would actually a natural byproduct of reducing it 7% a year – a natural byproduct would be that if you receive these benefits, it'd have a time limit on it anyway, yeah. because there's not going to be as much money allocated towards it. Yeah. Um, the next thing he talked about was <clears throat> was big pharma. Uh, he talked about how he he would make it where they're not able to advertise. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how much. I agree with that because I think that's your you you start to like mess with the free market when when you get into that realm and we all know like I'm no advocate of the jab or anything yeah. like that but at the same time it's just like well if you have a good product let the free market dictate like where the product goes and if you have a bad product let the free market also dictate where that product goes. What I will say is for as much as I am for cutting red tape and deregulating, generally speaking, based off of what we saw happen with the jab, I would not be so quick to deregulate and cut red tape when it came to big pharma. I actually would want some oversight and I would not remove the liability from Big Pharma the way Trump did with the jab. Like, yeah. I would not do that. I'd be like, listen, you could put out a product, yeah. but if people start getting messed up and it's linked to your product, they have every right to go after you, like, uh, you know, yeah, liability-wise. Yeah, yeah. So let it be balanced. 
you can yes. market your product like that's fine because this is the United States and and that's fine. You can market your product because what if because how much the let's look at let's be balanced about it. The flip side is what if there's unnecessary lives lost because a person didn't know about a certain drug yeah, or medicine yeah. because it's not so so no i don't want that your business market your product but if you have a bad product yeah prepare to deal with the 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 outcry of you putting out a bad product yeah. so now you have every incentive in the world to make sure that that product is as good as possible and the government is not fitting the bill for any of it, like we did with the virus, like, like, cause to me that was the wildest thing. It it was like this strange, like, quasi capitalism, weird, like Frankenstein monster where the pharma company is getting the proceeds, but all of the money used to create. The jab is from the government, yeah. which is from the taxpayers. So the money to use to create that would that would literally be like if we saw like a fifty unit building, but the government gave us the money to buy the building. Yeah. And then but all the money that the building makes, we pocket it. And if there's anything wrong with the building, we're not responsible for fixing it or or handling it or, so, or any liability. It's it, yeah, that's insane. Really, is so what perhaps, it is. Would you have felt better if he had said, "If you are state funded, you cannot advertise. If you are funded by yourself, then you can advertise." Well, in in this hypothetical world that we live in, I wouldn't. I don't even believe in state funded phar- pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Like, you're a private company. Stand yeah. on your own foot. Like, I'm really not too much into like government subsidies. Like, I, yeah. I'm really not into that. Like. I'm I'm pretty libertarian when it comes to that stuff, and pretty capitalist to the core. Live and die by the proceeds of your product. Yeah, yeah. I would say you brought up a lot of good points that countered his. I feel like there has to be some type of because once you get the state to pay for it, well, then of course you're going to be able to advertise all this. So then I could kind of see where he was coming from, but at the same time. If it's going to be for real, like free enterprise, real capitalism, you do have to let them promote it. But cutting the red tape, not a good idea. Secondly, um, if there has to be some form of, well, also the the liability thing is very important as well. So that's second. Yeah. The liability, you have to be liable for your own product. Exactly. Exactly. If if, if you go go to to a burger spot and and you're getting rotten meat, like, they're liable for that. They should not be (laughs) serving that. And then what happens is in the market, if word gets out that this is a place that serves bad food, People are not going to go there. So the market does its thing, yeah. but also there's a there's a degree of liability that it's like, well, you. It's one thing if it's a mistake, honest mistake. But if a person, if they're knowingly doing this, or they're or they're being negligent in 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 checking the quality of of their product, yeah. Well, yeah, you you should deal with the the repercussions of that. Yeah, and in retrospect. All this cutting the red tape 
and speeding a product didn't do anything. If anything, it hurt. No, it, it hurt. People. It was garbage. Yeah. They put out a bunch of garbage that we paid for. That's the, to me. I feel like because I mean, obviously, I feel bad for the people that took it that were suckered into taking it. Like God yeah. bless them. I hope they don't like end up with like any long term issues and and i really mean that from the bottom of my heart because there were some people that were scared yeah and, and i understand and like my heart goes out to them because that sucks like when when like the people that you're supposed to be able to trust are are fear-mongering so i i, I understand that yeah. but to those of us that 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 were a little bit more inclined and 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 were aware of what was going on that didn't go down that road, it still sucks because we paid for the shit. We paid yeah. for the creation of this garbage. Yeah. And and so to me, that's where where it, it becomes kind of, I think it was for PBD, he was looking at it from the perspective of cutting down on the power, but all you got to do is just be like, well, no more state funding. Right. No more state funding of anything, and there is liability, and uh, there will be red tape because this is medical stuff. And so you, we need to get the best medical people on all of this, paying attention, do the trials. Like, you cut off all of the science behind it because it was just product. Of course, exactly. Yeah. It, but see, it's it, That's not, why I said, like, yeah. it's like this weird Frankenstein monster of capitalism. It wasn't yeah. true capitalism. Yeah, it's, and it's not like you're, you're not printing out toys. You're printing out stuff that goes into our bodies exactly <laughs> it's kind of important if there's anything that should have red tape it's, it's stuff that, that goes into that, the body that yeah. type of thing exactly like exactly. cut red tape and, when it comes and, and to I'm real not, estate and, and i'm not yeah. talking about like red tape to the point of like being stifled i'm yeah. not talking about that but you have all this red tape for stuff that like it, it's unnecessary like you said real estate yeah uh, a coal like a bunch of other yeah. a bunch of other industries energy like just so many industries where there's all this red tape yes but then in something that's actually entering the body is all remove all of no this makes zero sense everyone's dying how many people less than the flu but everyone's dying and we need no 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 slow it down do the right thing go through the right trials and um there has to be liability there has to be liability, because because it does feel. I see why he 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 said that. Like no no more. Because when you look at that advertisement, you can't help but to feel that you're getting slapped in the face every time you see it. Is like this shit doesn't work. Yeah. And they keep promoting shit that doesn't work. At what point? And so I do feel that what you said is kind of a better option that fights back with big pharma but then also allows them to to like if, if they create a product a good be able to product, push it. yeah yeah like like for instance you look at like like hiv medicine like you see the 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 strides that hiv medicine has made where now it's like if a person has hiv they there's medicine out there where like it damn near makes it like undetectable damn in their body you know so yeah that's good. Like, you know, obviously it's not as good as like a complete cure, but, 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 you know, it's you're, still good. Like if that's your option be, between that and death, like, oh, well, all right, cool. I'll still have it, but it won't kill me. All right, cool. Exactly. I can live with it. You know? And, and so it, it, it's stuff like that where like at the end of the day, you have to recognize it's still a business and they yeah. still should have the right to operate. 
And mind you, this is how balanced we are on this show. This is coming from a guy that like I think that the 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 jab and how how the virus was handled and everything like that was one of the worst atrocities that this government has ever perpetuated. Yeah. This is coming from a guy that believes that, but yet and still if you're a business and you're creating good products, I think you should be able to have the right to market them. You can't make other people pay for the shitty product of three, four companies. Right. It, it, it's not It's not a balanced outlook. But, I mean, I, I, see, I, I see why he was going that route because it's a way to stick it to them. But there's other options, you yeah. know? There's other options. I think sticking it to them more is remove government subsidies. Like, listen, we're not funding this anymore. May the best man win. Welcome to capitalism, gentlemen. Yeah. Not this fucking pseudo shit that we're doing nowadays. Yeah. Um, Moving on to education. I feel like the education one was the one where it caused the most disagreement amongst our friend group, I yeah. think like everybody sort of had a, a different a different take on it. Um Vince and Donnell seem to be coming from the perspective of so well first let me create the backdrop. Patrick Bet David said that he would incentivize people creating private schools. So the development of more private schools, he didn't say this, but a natural byproduct of having more private schools would mean that there would be more competition amongst more schools. And if there's more competition, that naturally drives down the prices, which makes private school more accessible to more people. Yeah. I didn't have a particular problem with this hypothetical policy. Vince and Donnell, their perspective was more so it's not the schools, it's the curriculum. And the state controls the curriculum. And go for getting, rather than than incentivize the development of private schools, Go after the 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 um, the Department of Education. Now, I feel like what like a big factor that they didn't consider in their argument, or maybe they did consider it, but they're not they're not uh, grasping, they're not, huh? They're not fully grasping. I, not that they're not grasping, but I, I don't think they're they're. They're looking at the the weight of of this problem is teachers unions yeah and how awful they are. Give you an example. There's this there's this YouTube channel that I follow. Um, let me let me see if I if I can find it real quick because I I would like to recommend it to people because it's a pretty great channel. Um, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Peter Santanello. So this guy, he goes, he's like, he's he's a vlogger. He goes all over the world and he basically like gives a perspective of a, like a true unfiltered perspective of 
the area that that he's vlogging from chicago iran like this guy has been everywhere now what's interesting about peter santanella is like there's not like a lot of political bias in his videos he talks to people anybody that'll talk to him he goes into like these crazy areas and he gets really good footage he talks to very interesting people so he had reason I'm bringing him up is because he had in one of his more recent videos he actually came to Chicago. Yeah. And in Chicago he talked to a First Amendment lawyer, and this lawyer was breaking down the corruption of the city of Chicago and everything like that, all type of stuff like giving like detailed breakdown from you know in, in, empirical evidence to to data and 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 stats and stuff like that. Yeah. Well. Peter Santanello, when he was talking to this lawyer, this lawyer was talking about how in the Chicago public schools, how more money, more money is allocated to the schools now, even though after, I want to say in the last decade, if I'm not mistaken, they have 22% less students. Because you have to factor in people are having less kids. Yeah. You have to factor in that a lot of people are doing homeschool now because with the internet and everything, there's yeah. more homeschooling. And there's more people that do private school because of the bad rap that public schools get. Yeah. So public schools have 22% less students. Yeah. But they're getting more money allocated to them than ever before. The Department of Education won't fix that. That no. problem, the Department of Education wouldn't fix a problem because no, like it keeps that. the teachers union happy. Exactly, uh, you yeah. you you hit the nail right on the head. Private schools will fix that because eventually there will be so many other children yeah. that are not in that are in private schools that eventually taxpayers are gonna be like, well, why is there so much money going to this when when there's not that many students? That's number one, and number two. I've mentioned this before, and I know I've talked about it on the show. I don't understand why property taxes, that which the bulk of property taxes are allocated, at least at least that's the way that it is here in Chicago. Uh, um, well, in Cook County, but 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 the bulk of the property taxes are allocated to Chicago public schools. I don't understand why there isn't some sort of tax property tax reduction on people who have their children in private school. Yeah. And my kids are not benefiting from private school, from, from public this? school. Yeah. Why do I have... I understand you. we can't reduce it to zero. I'm not saying that. But I think there should be a huge slash like yeah. in what a person pays. And then what does that do? That incentivizes is like, man, now I have a real choice because in some cases, maybe a person, because there's some areas where people pay so much in taxes that they might be like, man, with the reduction I would get in property taxes and maybe like a little bit more money, I could send my kid to a better school. I got to yeah. pay tuition, but I'm making up for it because I'm not and, paying this in property and taxes. And what is a better school? So if you're a parent, you're going to be like, well, what is the curriculum? What is... How how do how are the kids performing out of here? You know, like I remember, and this is not to say that public schools are bad because I remember there was very good teachers in back then when I was a child, where they had us scoring so high, but like those teachers were not like 
fist bumping me and shaking hands with me and telling me about how much of a victim I was. They were like, literally like, fuck your feelings, fuck whatever. Like, we're going to keep doing this curriculum. Uh, we're going to... It, it was like almost like working out. Yeah. Like, you know, if you want to get look better physically, you work out, you eat better. Not necessarily what you would like to eat. and Not necessarily like the activity you want to do after you've worked a whole shift Yeah. at work is go work out and eat better. Yeah. But you do it because you're going to do better. And I remember like, <clears throat> man, I was in fourth grade scoring eighth grade. And that, that was a whole class. Yeah. Everyone was fourth grade scoring eighth grade levels. Now, if a private school can can do that, right? Because it's like, well, we're, we're going off. We don't have to deal with the teachers union. We're dealing with the best people here. It's best It's merit-based. Yeah. Like, yeah, people are gonna flock to that place, and and, and now I get the, the argument that that Vincent Donnell were making, where a lot of the curriculum is the same old BS. So if like homeschool, public school, private school, if it's the same old BS being taught, yeah, I understand that. But even if you have a great curriculum, if it's taught in a public school with teachers that like don't really care, what yeah. does it matter? Like we right now, we could have a school that's like we're gonna from from. Uh, uh, kids in elementary school, we're going to teach them about the stock market. We're going to teach them about credit. We're going to teach them about economics. We're going to teach them trades. And we're going to teach them how to start their own business. Great things. Things that I think would would help any kid being successful in life. If you have shit teachers that are part of a union, it doesn't matter yeah, the curriculum. Yeah. So I I think that's where there was like a little bit of a, of a disagreement. Um, we also, and this is kind of crazy because, like, um, it also would be very interesting to compare the United States education system with some of the better education systems outside of the country. What are they doing that we aren't doing? How does it look different? Like, what what is it? Is it culturally? Is it is it because there is no teachers union? What is going on? Yeah, and because we, as Americans, we. Like, we really buy into this shitty-ass school system, and it's like a big-ass monster that just eats yeah, eats, eats, eats all this taxpayer money, and we're not really getting results because each generation is more useless. Yeah. Like, it's, like what do you... What, we don't know how to survive. It's because what we're being taught, you know? And, and, and if you teach garbage, yeah... The, person is not going to be a productive member of society you know if if that's if, if that's what we're going for not to not to mention we're not going to say that you know everyone is going to score high obviously that's not the case but if we could if we can just update shit and 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 have a better system why not i think one way is definitely going after the teachers union because again yes the board of ed is a problem but if you take away the teachers union and they have to answer to private schools more, oh, they're gonna change some shit around. Yeah. Because then they're not gonna feel. It's like it's like when you're a little kid, and and, and your mom's telling you you gotta clean your room, you gotta do this. You're like, oh yeah, it'll be fine. And then she gets on your ass, right? Well, if she didn't say any of that, you wouldn't. You'd just be playing video games and doing all the fun shit. Yeah. But. It is so so basically that's how the teacher teachers union works and how much power they have is they're the ones screaming in the ears of the board of ed and so when when you weaken them and you give more power to the people the people are the ones saying nah fuck you yeah you better change the shit 
now there's fire underneath your feet. That's how you get to the Board of Ed. I think that's the more feasible way of getting to the Board of Ed is making it where it's not so fun to deal with the parents and it's not so and maybe we should probably consider what they have to say. Yeah. Uh, because once money's involved, you know how the unions work. Uh, don't worry about that. Just give us the money. We're good. Yeah. It becomes very transactional. You're not really revolutionizing anything. You're just keeping the same yeah, system yeah. working. Um, then the last two things, uh, he, he had a policy on, on housing. Uh, basically, it would, be, it would be that it gives companies tax incentives to build more starter homes so more people can afford housing. I think that's a pretty good idea. And then uh, he, the hero-making machine, which uh, I didn't have a problem with. I don't think that it's it's necessarily anything like that productive or anything, but basically it would, it, it would be a, a, a program in which the White House would promote people that are like, like everyday heroes, like, you know, maybe a cop that saved, you know, somebody or, or a, a mom that is like, you know, running her family and like she works three jobs and, you know, all her kids have straight A's or stuff like that, which I, I don't see a problem with. I don't think that's like necessarily something I would run on as president. Yeah, yeah. It'd be something that says, oh, okay, cool. Like, I'm going to put this little team together to like, to do that every month or whatever, something yeah. like that. Um, so moving on, um, uh, it's just some certain some uh, ideas. Some of them were outside of the box. Some of them not. But just interesting, especially since we're in this season of you know the primaries and whatnot. Oh yeah. Uh, but something else we're in the season of is uh, Oscar season. Uh, yeah. Kind of kicked off with Baby. with uh, well, actually, Oscar season was sort of kicked off. In the summer with Barbie and Oppenheimer, yeah. because I'm sure both movies are going to get a lot of award acclaim yeah. when, when the award season approaches. But typically, Oscar season, award season doesn't start that early in the year. If you're into movies like we are, Oscar, now granted, the Oscars have sucked because it's all uh, politicized and it's agenda driven and everything like that. But in a normal year where everything isn't, tribal and 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 partisan and politicized in a normal year it can be interesting if you're in to the art form of film and normally oscar season award season starts around this time of year and if not for Barbie and Oppenheimer, it probably would have kicked off with Killers of the Flower Moon, yes. which neither of us have seen yet. I, yeah. I asked you in, in pre-production if you've seen it yet. You said you haven't. I haven't seen it yet. Something that we're both excited about seeing. We're both Martin Scorsese fans. Um, yeah. So it's definitely, it'll definitely be cool to like see where that ranks in his slate of movies. But in the vein of this discussion, of this topic... We both recently watched a video about the death of cinema, and it was a pretty well thought out, elaborate video on who and what is responsible for the death of cinema. Because as many people that are into films know, there haven't been a whole lot of good movies made as of late. It seems like the quality of movies overall has decreased. 
comedy movies are gone. Greatly, comedy movies are gone. Um, so as we get into the topic, what's something about that video? Because we're it, that video is just like way too long to like go over in detail about you know every segment and every element of the video. But just off of the bat, at face value, what's something that stood out to you? about that video or stood out to you most about that video um the netflix which i mean obviously it was bound to get to this point because of netflix and the way movies are so accessible just at home right movies like he said in the video movies have basically become content yeah and so once you've taken away the the magic of what is cinema which is, the magic of cinema is the Dark Knight just came out. We need to go as a group to the movie theater, buy popcorn, the smell of the movie theater, the, the soda next to me, the nachos that, that, that you're eating. She just got to kick. Like, we're all just. and, and it's all, I, I don't eat nachos. Right? <laughs> like, the fucking the amazing audio. It's like literally visuals, an event. Yeah. It's, I have to be part of this cultural moment because this is like it. So you have to be committed to it. We, there's no more commitment. And I know this because my, I haven't, I've become a victim of it to an extent because it's like, we'll be busy and it's like, oh, well, it's going to come out on I'm HBO not, Max yeah. or Netflix or it'll be on Paramount next week. So it's it's fine. And it does take away because. It's not treated with the same regard. No, no, it's not. And so, I mean, this 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 is something that we know is is a human it's a human reaction. As men, I've, I've lived, uh, I'm 36 years old, so so I've been young before. If a girl gives you free attention without you even trying, you're like, oh, well, I kind of have her in my pocket. Don't need to really work too hard. Let's see what I can get over here. As opposed to if it's like, this is, this is, this is interesting. We have good chemistry. We... We got to go out. We got to talk. We got to do this stuff. That's what you're into. What a trad kind. Right? No. <laughs> like, you're you're like, you're interested. Yeah. You're not like, oh, all right, well, there's just women available everywhere. It's not like, that's how movies was. It was, it was like, this is the movie. Yeah. And you have to pick. Like, this is the movie I want to see. I don't want to watch this movie. I w like, so if something made it to the big screen and it was like a big hit, it's because that was culturally, that was where we're at mentally or whatever now fucking nothing special you know another thing he was talking about the schwarzenegger movie the stallone movie the, the death of the, the movie stuff yeah i think all of that culminates from netflix yeah and it just beat coming out at home and so it, it's it is weird sad. it is weird when you see like an actor that has the skill set to be great and they come out on like a straight to streaming movie yeah it's strange it's kind of like it, it's almost like you're better than this it doesn't sit right with us because we know what the experience was yeah tell that to Gen Z like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about like this is a movie it, this is it's content, about, like, content for instance like imagine like right now Tom Cruise as great as he is if like you see right now a, a, a trailer of a movie coming out on a streaming platform, cheapens it with for me. Tom Cruise. It is be like, dude, you're you're so much better. Like, dude, I you know, do your own stunts at sixty something years old. Like, you're better than that. Like, 
Yeah, because it takes away like I can watch you any moment now. I don't really need to watch you now. And like a lot, a lot of stuff that happens to me is like I watch now. If it's accessible at home, I watch a movie like thirty percent, but then I gotta go do something. Yeah, and then, like there's no like we gotta sit here for two three hours. Yeah, watch this, concentrate on this, look at every single nuance. No, and then like we're single, we're single men, like we don't have kids. So if I had children, even less, and a wife, and like all the noise, and like I, I, even I don't less? care. Yeah, yeah. You, you wouldn't. I wouldn't really appreciate the art of it, which is not what I'm used to. Like, I'm used to, damn, the Hateful Eight, 35 millimeter reel. Yeah. Well, we got to go see this live. This is the only place you could see it. Yeah, I, I have it at home and I watch it at home. And also, there's a difference. I'm into this shit. So, like, I have my speaker set up where it feels like we're at the movie theater. So, not everybody has that at home. Yeah. Someone might just have a soundboard. Like, I don't believe in horror films without a, a surround sound. Like, because you don't get the full, the knocks and the creaks on the left to, uh, yeah. on the left of you and on the right you hear the cow, the 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 fucking uh, cat meowing and and then another four blurred, Like, you don't know where the fuck this shit's gonna come out from. Like, so just even horror film, and we're like in Halloween season. It's not the same watching it at home as it is watching in the movie theater, unless you have the whole. You know, system, sound system set up. And so most people just don't have that unless you're into movies. And so it's different. It's a different experience. So it's not the same. That's why we were talking about, I think, was it, were we talking about this last episode or two episodes ago where the new generation doesn't create anything because everything. Yeah. There's no appreciation. There's just content, 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 content. You don't even know what to watch anymore. Yeah. Like, a lot of the shit, like like Ozark, I heard was a phenomenal show, but it was so accessible. I didn't even Breaking Bad. That shit came out every whatever the fuck day uh, was it Sunday, or every Friday, whatever day it came out. I couldn't weekly. wait. It was weekly, yeah. It was so epic that like you, me, and Lisa G had to watch the season finale together. We're like, yeah. all right, we gotta watch it. We it gotta watch event. it together. It yeah, was an event. Yeah, like what? <laughs> we actually had to sit down, wait. And then we, and then we're all like, damn, like, but we all literally, like, I, I always remember that that was a moment where even shows like, I don't, I'm not a fan of the dumping every episode. Yeah. Well, that was regarded like that era of TV was regarded as like, they, it, it, it's widely regarded as the best era of television because yes. it was, you know, and then after Great. that we got into all of the content, the streaming and everything like that. Wait, which is, I mean, it's fine, but you have to, you have to entice the person. Yeah. Like the game of Thrones was game of Thrones. Cause like every Sunday, like, yeah, you come in on Monday, you haven't watched the episode. Shut the fuck up. Don't tell me shit. Yeah. I gotta watch it tonight. I had something to go. Like, it's like it's like an event. Yeah. Well, one thing I'll say, um, and then we'll, we'll t quickly touch on uh, um, the Daily Wire's uh, teaser trailer of Snow White. Uh, I I think a big one is make making comedies. I think that was a big point that he made. One because it's good for culture. You can't be scared to be controversial. But two. 
which I don't understand the the studios not realizing how much you can benefit from it. Like a, a comedy movie is literally the only type of movie where you can have a minuscule budget and it has the potential to make hundreds of millions of dollars. Like yeah. you can't do that with a Marvel movie. Like can a Marvel movie be made for less than $150 million? Can it? Like, no. It'd be hard. It'd yeah. be hard. It, it, okay, maybe a less than $150 million. Definitely not less than $100 million. You can't make a Marvel movie no. for less than $100 million. So now you have... And then and then that that's just production costs. We're not even talking about marketing or anything like that. Yeah. You literally... you. So now you have a whole big thing to conquer to get the audience to... So you, in order to make up for, for what you spend on the movie, which we're seeing that that many of these movies, especially in 2023 from Indiana Jones to The Flash, so on and so forth, Ant-Man, they haven't made back the money that they spent on, yeah. pro- on, on production and marketing. Comedy movies, like, you can spend way less money and, it's, and, and you're more inclined, obviously not to make the same amount of money that... No, that that those movies would make, but you're gonna make your money back and then some. Yeah, which technically, yes, they're making more money than because at the end it doesn't matter what you what you uh, made if you in the negative. Exactly. You're so right. technically, comedies can make you way more right. money. Does, like you could have made four hundred million dollars, but if you spent five hundred million on making it and marking it, versus if you if you spent two million uh, on a movie and then another two million on marketing it, so you're four million. But the movie made ten million. That 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 this. that movie is more solvent than than the four hundred million dollar movie. Yeah, this is a perfect example. Super bad, super bad. Took twenty million. The film also proved financially successful, grossing over one seventy. Twenty million minus one seventy. What the fuck is that? That's one hundred and fifty million. Yeah. That is a lot of money. A measly. 20 million dollar movie made like that is drastic and i'm sure the bulk of 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 that money was to the actors because like that there was nothing particularly elaborate about that production no No. and so and you could probably make for 15 million you can make a a decent movie but let's just say 20 million is the cutoff point right let's just say that's that's drastically different than 100 million good time you know the movie good time with 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 robert pattinson yeah you know how much that movie cost to make? I don't even. One, take, take a guess. One point eight. Two million. You were two close. Mil? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, but it, that, that's you being like, listen, this is a good script. You're a good director. That movie is regarded Whatever. as kind of resurging his career. Yeah. So yeah. that's the point that I'm making. Um. I now moving on because. Obviously, we've talked about it before. The Daily Wire, they seem to want to compete with Disney. They've just recently, uh, from their Bent Key Productions, which is the... the, I'm guessing it's going to be a streaming platform that's for children's content. Yeah. They released a teaser trailer for Snow White starring Brett Cooper, uh, which is like one of their their hosts over at The Daily Wire. Yeah. the teaser trailer doesn't reveal a lot. I was a little shocked. You just hear her. You just hear her singing. You see her. Uh, it's clearly something that they're doing to compete with 
the Snow White movie that Disney is making that has gotten like all of this criticism because the, the yeah. main star of the movie, Rachel Zegler, has criticized the story of Snow White, which why are you in Snow White if you don't like the story of Snow yeah. White, if it's outdated, if it's creepy, all of this thing, all of these things that she said about it. Um it seems like a lot of people have given Disney a lot of backlash about that movie, so much to the point where now it may not even come out. Like that's actually like they've actually I, I, I believe Damn. Bob Iger has mentioned that like they're not a hundred percent sure if they're gonna move forward with the movie because if if Disney has had all of these failures, you know, from Marvel to to some of its Marvel failures to Indiana Jones to some of the the Pixar stuff that has failed early this year. And that's the trend they're going on. And it, the movie already has so much backlash without even a trailer being out. Yeah. It's interesting how the Daily Wire has sort of been able to capitalize on that whole thing because yeah. the controversy is a, about the movie Snow White, the Disney Snow White, and here they are producing their own Snow White movie. And it looked quality. Like, the, the quality... Like, obviously, you have to see, like, how they're gonna... Yeah, yeah, I mean, it doesn't look, like, amazing quality, but no. it looks pretty solid. Yeah, and, and you have to figure, like, the Aladdin, that shit was terrible quality. Uh, Lion King, I didn't watch it. Um, I heard that was awful, too. Yeah, though. I heard it was... It was god-awful, so I was like, yeah, I'm not worried. Uh, what else... What else did they make that was live-action? Mulan, I heard, was god-awful. So, if your quality is going to be in the same vicinity, but you're a, an independent company, yeah. well, the, yeah, I kind of want to see it. And you're going to stay true to it? And are you going to compete against it? That it, It's wild because, like, how encouraging is this to other smaller companies now? It's like, damn. You know, yeah. like what, like what, what could we do? You know, like are we going to be able to start competing with these people? Because Disney, Marvel, all that shit, uh, it's uh, dying. Uh, but- uh, Lucas Arts, it's it's been dominating for so long, yes. and it's it does seem to be dying. It's like what can be, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it is interesting. One other little tidbit uh, before we close out, especially since we're in the the season of Halloween. Uh, so, you know, the, the last trilogy of Halloween, what was it Halloween, Halloween kills, kills and Halloween ends or something yeah. like that, which I only saw the first one. I didn't see, I didn't see the last two. Uh, cause like second they, one was trash. They, they, they didn't, they didn't get, uh, uh, good reviews, but apparently the IP of Halloween right now is being, it's being shopped around in, uh, in, in Hollywood Damn. And you know who wants to grab it is a uh, Blumhouse. Oh, yeah. Damn. yeah. I think that'll be interesting. Yeah. yeah. I'd be very interested to see a Hollywood yeah. with them. So they did. They put out a statement saying that they they're going to like put a put an offer for the IP and, and maybe they'll maybe they'll get it. Damn, I'd be very interested yeah. in that. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. Remember, if we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. And if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.